Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to another episode of Geekcast X. I'm Sean. Today we have a special guest, uh, the Sober Dwarf. Yo. And, uh... You can tell us a little about yourself. Is it is it Twitch? What is that? What it is? Or uh, I have a multiple uh, ways you can kind of look. Right now, I have a Twitch. It's uh, www.twitch.tv/soberdorf, and I also have a Facebook page you can look uh, where I kind of post updates. That is www.facebook.com/slash/the/soberdorf because some jerk took Soberdorf normally. Oh, that bastard. <laughs> Right, and we'll, probably, we'll be sure to link link you guys up on the Facebook page. And uh, really quick, we got some other plugs. We got a uh, we're on YouTube at the Geekcast X YouTube back user Geekcast X, and then we got uh, we're on iTunes, and then you can hit us up on Twitter with Jake at all at stake Jake, and we're also on. Do I ever say we're on Facebook? We're on Facebook uh, at the Geekazoid official. Uh, Key here is the X, and then um, we're also on nerd overload dot com backslash authors backslash geekcast X. All right. Usually, uh, Jake does the 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 plug, so that's why I'm a little bit sloppy at it. So, <laughs> all right, let's get right into it. So, <clears throat> what is what is the stream you do? Is it like it's just video games, right? You you play video games, and do you do like a commentary or like you know like a walkthrough at all or? Well, right now I'm kind of looking at what I want to do with it, but the idea is that I, rather than just kind of do a let's play or just stream it and just kind of say what I want, I kind of want to focus on the game design aspects of it. I oh, have, yeah, so like things that you like and don't like? Right, and not not even that, but uh, game design's kind of everywhere, and anytime you kind of look at a game... Mm-hmm. When you do something, it was purposely designed in that sort of way to teach you how to play, to bring enjoyment, to kind of make it a cool factor and all that. And a good game design doesn't really show that. It's kind of like a hidden behind the scenes. It's like the magician. If you know how the trick is, you lose the magic of it. But right. I'm, yeah, yeah. What I do is I ruin the magic by exposing all the tricks and trying to explain it. So it's uh, like a little bit kind of like a, like a review as you play. Yeah, uh, and I I typically don't design. Sometimes I'll point out whether it was a bad design, good design choice, and just because a game is badly designed or good design doesn't make it a bad game or a good game. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we look at Pokemon, uh, the original, uh, that game had glitches out the wazoo. Like the special stat uh, didn't even do what it was supposed to originally do. So, but Wait, it was a critically. Can, can you give us like an example? Uh, sure. Like, uh, the one that comes up to mind, first of all, is, like, Final Fantasy VI in America. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, I was talking about, about Pokemon. What do you mean, oh, like, what you meant by the special stat, like, for the oh, human? Uh, I'm, that one's a little bit rusty on, but there was a glitch in the Pokemon Red and Blue where the special stat was supposed to cater to a certain effect, and... Oh, no, now I remember what it is. Uh, there are certain moves like Razor Leaf and all these ones that are supposed to have a slightly higher chance of critically hitting. Oh, okay, I got you. Right, right. Uh, but the designers, when they did that, they flubbed with the code, and the like, game. I'm like, I'm sure, like for like electric, it's thunder shock, and then right. Like, well, uh... it would be like Razor Leaf would always crit because of the way to design the code. Okay. And that, that is, you know, we we now we live in an age where we're just an internet patch away from fixing everything that's right, wrong. Right. Back then, they couldn't do that. So that, you know, you could argue, hey, they screwed it up there, but the game was still critically claimed as one of the best games ever made. So just because the game, I, mean, I was, loved it. Oh yeah, I loved <laughs> it. I played the hell out of it. I mean, the thing is, they they 
they've kind of used the same formula for every single Pokemon game, and look how successful it still is. Right, well, the thing is, most people... Nintendo knows what they need to change and what they don't need to change out of it. Mm-hmm. So, you, the old saying, you don't fix what's, what isn't broke, so they kind of just keep the same formula and kind of... They add to it. They That's why we... Right, yeah, yeah. The, Instead of 150, they're up to like 4,447. Jesus, are they? Are they really? No, no. Okay, I, was gonna, I was gonna say, holy <laughs> crap, dude! I've been out of the game for a while. <laughs> I mean, I think I played up to like uh, I want to say the what comes after gold. Uh, gold. I believe. Do we count crystal or do we count? I believe the one after that was the Game Boy Advance versions of like ruby, sapphire, and emerald. Okay, I think I played up to. To Sapphire, Ruby and Sapphire, and then I got I got Fire Red just because you know I, I, I got like I got Leaf I got Leaf Green I I played I played the first one Red and then after Red I played I got Gold mm-hmm. then I think I kind of it kind of lost me up there because they kept adding more I, I like, wish I wish they had came out with X and Y like that whole 3D thing like long long time ago that'd be sweet to play on GameCube or something. Yeah, well, they... but, but instead we got like Pokemon Snap for like in '64, and then you know Pokemon Stadium. Pokemon Snap and Stadium weren't too bad. I did after they start doing like Coliseum and oh yeah, oh yeah, they... yeah, I totally forgot about that one. Hey, that, you that, could... Isn't that Stadium? Like, isn't that like a sequel? Uh, it was kind of like a spinoff sequel. It was definitely reminiscent of Stadium, but it had its like own little contained story. Wasn't wasn't right? there, wasn't there a game that you could play on the Game Boy and hook up to the 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 console? Like, I uh, yeah, there Pokemon Stadium originally with the Nintendo sixty four. They had the transfer pack you could plug in the Pokemon to the transfer pack mm-hmm. and import. But then they had. Uh, I believe Coliseum had support for the Game Boy Advance link cable. Mm-hmm. It was actually it was also supposed to have a e-reader connectivity, but they scratched that in the American version. Oh my gosh, I totally remember e-reader. <laughs> I e- have mine. I have mine somewhere. I, you know, I had uh, mine too. But like, and then remember they had the Pokemon cards that you could swipe. Yeah. But then right. like, I never. I got like one pack of those, and I'm like, this is dumb. But like, I mostly played the games that came with the e-reader. And, uh, right. like, I don't know. I, just, I feel like it was too novelty. I eventually, like, got bored with it after a couple weeks and ended up selling it. I like... I, here's the thing. I like the idea of it. Yeah, it's a good idea, but I don't think like, it, the execution were, was well. If they were to implement it better, like, for for instance, like, the ideas that they were talking about. I was like, okay, you know the Pokemon trading card game, right? Mm-hmm. Well, imagine... the Like, they had an idea of, like, okay... Each of the Pokemon cards are going to have a way you can swipe it, mm-hmm. so that way you can play in GameCube era, and they have online connectivity. It's like you can swipe it and play your Pokemon cards online as well, mm-hmm. and that would have made Nintendo even more millions of dollars because, you know, you, you're first of all you can sell a product and just like okay swipe, and it wasn't something that you could easily hack and just be like I got all the cards. All right, yeah, yeah. So. That'd be cool if they did that with like some kind of Digimon game. That'd be fun. Right. Well, Nintendo has a. Well, you know what? They've kind of like expanded on that. Isn't that like the e-reader kind of like the beta beta version of like you know the amiibos and stuff for the. Uh The Wii U. I don't know. I don't know if they've. Because you like scan I mean, them it, in. It is definitely the predecessor of it. I'll argue that. Uh, but I don't know if Nintendo had a plan for the amiibos up until I think. Uh, Skylanders did it first. Oh yeah, oh yeah, dude. Forgot about that. Yeah, but Nintendo's always been on. Oh, and then there's Disney Infinity. Right, Disney Infinity. There's another company that did them too, but they weren't as successful. Yeah, dude. Oh man. I'm sure. I'm sure there's plenty of Chinese knockoffs too. Right, that's good shit though. My my brother, one of my brothers, has the uh, Disney Infinity. I've only played it for a little bit, and it it was pretty cool. It was a really interesting concept. You have like, like this platform in front of you, and like you can change the world you're in, and change the character, and like upgrade them. It's so weird. Yeah. Like, I, like to describe it, like you just have to do it in order to like feel the experience, and it's like holy shit, this is awesome. Well, it's def- it's interesting because you know they don't necessarily have to have the figurines. Those figurines have just a little. Our, I believe, RID sensor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you could technically 
if they wanted to design a game where it was just inside the game, they could. However, it gives you a nice little physical product that's kind of like a small, tiny... It's a statuette, but... Oh, yeah, dude, know. and they're expensive, too. Right. So... But I, 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 I gotta say, it is really cool, because it, it, it is like... You put the little statue dude on the thing, and it is like he pops up in the game. Like, they even have the same creases and stuff. And it's like, holy shit. Right. They, and I th- It's novel. But, it, you know, novel has a tendency of either being like a fad. Oh, right? yeah, right. I totally agree. It, it'll be done for after a few years, right. and then you have all these figures. But the thing is, is that, especially with, like, Nintendo... I wouldn't say so much for Skylanders anymore, because Skylanders was definitely the novel concept, but... With Disney Infinity and the Amiibos, uh, they're collector's items, too, which is why you have people still lining up on day one out in the middle of, you know, it's 30 degrees out, and they're wanting to get the five Rosalind Rosalind figures that they, uh, you know, sent to Target. Was Rosalind a Pokemon? No, she's uh, she's from Super Mario Galaxy. Uh, Oh, okay, alright, yeah, I never played that one, sorry. I actually the last Nintendo game like console. Oh, well, I play a lot of emulator games, you know. So yeah. like, I played a lot of Legend of Zelda games. Isn't that is that how you stream through the like an emulator, or do you hook up an actual console? I have uh, multiple ways. Typically for consoles that are, I can get better quality out of emulating. I will do that, but I do have a capture card that I use. Mm. I usually I use that for like the PlayStation Two the. The Xbox 360, I got a few other consoles I use it for. Um, right now the quality isn't so good because I don't have S-Video. I'm using composite like a noob. But uh, In time. Yeah, I gotta, you, gotta, you gotta take baby steps. Right, so. right. So, so what what kind of like, what is your, what are your favorite genre of games to play? You mentioned Final Fantasy. Um, on your, on your streaming thing, do you take requests at all or like, how does that all work? Is it like you play like a little snippet, or do you play through the whole game? Well, the way it works is that... I know that seems like five questions at once, but... All right, I'll, I'll try to hit each as we go. All right, all right sorry. Uh, no, it's, it's fine. Uh, as for favorite genre, I was a huge, huge RPG nerd back in the day. Uh, probably right around like the early... Late Super Nintendo, early PlayStation 2 era, I, RPGs were my jam i was i was really big into stories i was also big in video games it's kind of like the marriage of the two Mm -hmm. uh but as of now uh i'm kind of like in a free-floating rpgs just take a lot too much time for me to really get into Mm -hmm. i feel like the only rpgs i ever played were like the elder scrolls uh the fable games those were some of my favorites right I don't know if you'd count The Legend of Zelda as an RPG, but it's definitely like one of those cool epic tales where you have to like run around and get stuff. Yeah, when we get into definitions, it's kind of a difficult thing to describe. But I, I, I never really got into Final Fantasy. I played I played the piss out of, uh, what's that game? Kingdom Hearts. I love that game. Right. But, uh, um, no, I never got into Final Fantasy. The only ones I after actually played was like Dirge of Cerberus, because the previews made it look really cool, but it ended up being a crappy game yeah that was that was definitely square enix cash in on the final fantasy name there <laughs> and then uh what was the one i think it was which is the one with with cloud uh there's final fantasy 7 there's i think i have final uh, fantasy 8 that's squall then yeah squall yeah and he has yeah, the gun the pistol the, the gun sword the gun that's a sword that's a gun yeah that one and he has a leather jacket Yep, that is definitely Squall. Cloud yeah, was the one. that's the one I had, and I made it to like, isn't there like four discs? I think I got to disc two. Yeah, there's four discs. Uh, I, I that was I'll be candid. That wasn't my particularly favorite entry into the franchise, just because. I guess coming from Final Fantasy VII, all the characters are. I know people give Cloud a lot of shit for being emo and depressed. However, the beauty in it is in the the backstories of the characters. Mm-hmm. Definitely. You know, you kind of get, you know, it's like, oh, I like this character. I want to know more about him. And there were definitely characters in that Final Fantasy VIII, but it was kind of for different reasons. You know, you had Selfie and her fetish with trains. 
you're kind of like, what <laughs> happened to her as a child? That what? <laughs> yeah. You know, I think it's cool. Um, like the like how strong the fa- franchise is. You know what I mean? Because wasn't isn't that why it's called Final Fantasy? Because when they were coming out with it, they're like, this is probably going to be the last game we ever make. Yeah, that's actually a real interesting story. Square, uh, Squaresoft at the time just got into the video game designing industry, or, you know, they started getting into video game design because that was the biggest new thing. I'm not really 100% sure what they did before that, but, you know, they made games. They made uh, the 3D Adventures of World Runner. They made this shoot 'em up kind of like a fantasy shoot 'em up and all the games did really poorly. And after a while, the, they were like, okay, this is it. This is our last game. You know, if this doesn't succeed, we have no more money. We, we, And the guy who was the lead designer of it was going to go back to school and do something else with his life. Uh, so they released Final Fantasy. And it actually, it, in America, it kind of did pretty, it did decent. I wouldn't say it had, you know, rave reviews. But in Japan, it did extremely well. What was the first console it was on? Uh, the in- Nintendo Entertainment System. The wow, NES. really? Okay. Yeah. So then after they succeeded with that, since it didn't do so well in America, we actually missed Final Fantasy 2 and 3, uh, the Japan releases, but then, you know, they gave it another shot with Final Fantasy 4. Then we get the whole naming convention of like, okay, well, they didn't get Final Fantasy 2 and 3, so we're just going to call Final Fantasy 4 or Final Fantasy 2 over there. Oh, like they did at Power Rangers? Yeah. Like how, like, Mighty Morphin over in Japan is, like, actually season six? Yeah, it's... That's not not an exact, that's just a guess, I'm not really sure. (laughs) So if anyone wants to, like, quote me, they'll be like, hey, I was just (laughs) guessing. Oh, I don't know, the internet is is spell check for life. Oh, yeah. So... Are are you into like any uh like recent games at all? Like, have you ever played like Hitman at all? Are you into that kind of thing? Because recently, uh, I only bring it up because they're making a new movie about it. And I was gonna ask if you enjoy the movies based on the games, like Final uh, Fantasy. That was a pretty cool movie. I don't think yeah. it did very well though. Uh, Resident Evil. That's one that keeps going. <laughs> yeah, and it, it, I th- here's the thing: video game movies adaptations are kind of hit and miss with me. I almost like it when they're so bad they're good. Like you Resident know, Evil? Yeah. I even know Resident Evil kind of takes itself well too seriously. You know, if we look at the Mortal Kombat movie that was... Oh, that yeah. Was, you know, it was, it was so cheesy, but it was like just like the game. You know, you had mm-hmm. Johnny Cage, Crutch, you know, split Crunch Burrow in the nads. And, right, yeah, yeah. And then... Uh, you know, the whole like the special effects in that, even though it was like low budget, it was pretty decent. Right. That's get over here. And he's in the he's in a forest, right? Uh, well, no, I think that fight was where he was in like this hell pit. There's like lava near on a bridge. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. I just remember yeah. like wooden pillars. Yeah, there was definitely. I think there was definitely those Johnny Cage. All I remember is Johnny Cage cr- split. Punching Goro and ads and running away and fighting Scorpion. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And wasn't Goro like claymation? Uh I think so. I'm not really one hundred percent sure. I don't know if it was claymation or really early CGI. Oh man. Yeah, it's hard, those games are... it's hard it's hard to tell the difference between the two really. Yeah, especially in that time period. Yeah. That was good stuff. I, I actually I mean, have you, well back to the Hitman thing. You, have you played any of the Hitman games? Yes, I've I haven't played the latest few, but I've definitely I was definitely a fan of like the early uh, trilogy, right. you know, Blood those, Money. Those games are fun. I, I I enjoy games with like replayability, like in th- the way that like I remember playing Hitman Blood Money, like each level like twenty different ways just because I could. You know what I mean? Like there's not one set way you have to go. You can like oh I could take this guy out, take his outfit, you know, and like sneak into right. this area, take this guy's outfit, or do it the other way around, like, just fucking running guns blazing. Right, and, you know, it, it gave you encouragement to actually be, like, an assassin. Oh, yeah, with you the know, rating as, system, I loved that. Yeah, they, they had the rating system, and as you got the rating system, you know, 
the higher you got, the more stuff you unlocked to mm-hmm. allow you to do even better on the other missions. Oh yeah, and the thing where like you have to like t- if you hold on to a gun when you exit the the level, like you get to keep it. Mm-hmm. Do you ever yeah, play? They... Um, there was this game. It was a ninja game called Tenchu. I actually did a stream about that uh, not too long ago. Oh, dude, I'm totally gonna watch that shit. I love Tenchu. Me and my brother used to play that all the time and like compete. Like, dude, check it out. Ultimate Ninja, I'm like, where yeah. did you, or Silent Assassin, I think, is what the highest one is. But, like, yeah, that game was so fun. Yeah, you're not going to enjoy watching my stream then, because I got, like, thug and stuff. Oh, my God, it. really? <laughs> that's funny. Because I... That's the thing with doing a stream. You kind of want to keep it going. And, mm-hmm. you know, you can st- you can stealth games, but if you're having a lot of people watching, they kind of want to see which, action. Which one did you play? I played Tenchu Wrath of Heaven, and I oh, did the, that's good. the I bonus did the level. Beast. Uh, I didn't do the bonus level, but I did do the B side where they had the really crazy translation. What? Uh, no, I, um, didn't, I didn't know there was a B side. Yeah, you had to unlock it, but they had the B side. It was essentially all they did is the voice actors just did this crazy story about like uh, Ricky Maru going after a secret invention and trying to get the, you know. Isn't that it, when he goes into the future? Uh, no, the future one is. Remember when like, he needs to infiltrate like this like warehouse yeah. or no no it's like an yeah. office building. He has to go. Yeah, he starts off on the street. Then he has to break into this office building and kill the CEO of this company. That's basically the basic of the Tenchu plot. Every every time it starts out, you have to punish the evil merchant. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like you, have to, you have to punish the evil CEO. Yeah, I love that game. That has to be one well, of my it, top five favorite games. If it if it wasn't for the really really weird level design, mm-hmm. you could make dark... your, remember. Isn't that in that is that one where they introduced that you make your own level? Uh, no, that was I think Tenchu Two. Oh, okay. Uh, right. they had I just the... remember designing crazy as levels that were like impossible. Oh yeah, and I wish more they would keep doing that because that's always a fun feature. Mm-hmm. That really adds replayability to certain games. Especially if friends are like, hey, I bet you can't beat this one. Dude, I just remember, I just remember like the the enemies just be like ninja, and you're like, ninja. oh shit, gotta run, run, run. Right. And he's like, I will find you. You know what I mean? Then, and you're, then and you're you like hidden in a bush. You use your little instrument, and you'd be like, meow, and be like, oh, it's just an animal I killed my best oh, friend. Oh yeah, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that? Oh, dude, you know what I loved about Wrath of Heaven is they introduced like when you like you do the special moves. And then, like, mm-hmm. like it like slows it down. There was that one thing where like Ricky Maru basically dances with them, but he like presses his sword against their body the whole time, so he's like cutting them all up. Yeah. Oh, this yeah, and the stealth kills are really cool. Mm-hmm. Overall, I, overall, I really do enjoy the game. I I was having a hard time with the stream because it, playing it again, the game is just so dark. Mm-hmm. Oh, you mean like like not tone wise, but like visual? Right. Like it's hard to see it, shit. Yeah, it's so hard to see. You you turn around the corner and be like, okay, I know there's an enemy there, I can't see him. But you poke your head out for a second, you can't see him, but he sees you. It's like ah, right, yeah. yeah. So, but overall, I, the game is. But then again, you know, PlayStation Two era. It's not it's not a big company that did it. Activision definitely published it, but the company that actually developed it wasn't really. You know, they weren't a big name. They didn't have a huge budget, so right. I, can, oh I can forgive in certain instances. That was so fun. Um, I, I'm a really big fan of, like, sandboxy games where you get to be stealthy and shit. Like, do you ever play uh, any of the Splinter Cells? Those are kind of fun. Yeah, I play... I definitely... I enjoyed Splinter Cell. I like how badass it made you feel in Splinter Cell. Oh, yeah, dude, totally. Like, 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 like the sound effects when you break someone's neck. It's like... <laughs> right. Like, yes. Or just being like, okay, I'm in a hallway. I want to get this guy. Okay, there's a guy in there. I want to, I want to perch up, you know, do the splits. Oh I yeah, to yeah. Try to this guy, and I want to just throw. I want to throw a magazine on the ground right over there. Then you, you know, he walks up. He's like, "What's this?" You hop down, get up behind, and break his neck. Right. Right. They definitely, they definitely make you feel cool. See, that's the one thing I loved about Hitman is like, like fuck, someone's coming. Better disguise myself. Right, it, it definitely gave you the whole... And then you could do silly shit, like, remember, there's this one level in Blood Money where you go to, like, a kid's party and you can dress up like a clown. Yeah, I, I do remember that. And that then you, like, awesome. sneak upstairs and go into the... I can't remember if it's, like, it's some... It's a female room and you put 
ether on the panties, so when, when the like security guard goes up there to smell the panties, it knocks him out. <laughs> You're like, yeah, bitch, I they, got you. They definitely, they definitely, uh, they do the level design in that really well. At least the older ones. I haven't played any of the new ones lately. Absolution, I think that was the most recent one. That was pretty good because you get like this thing called instincts mode, which is basically like, uh, have you played any of the Batman or Arkham games? Yeah, it's basically I, I, it was detective mode where you can like see, see through walls and shit. Right, and I do remember there was like a mechanic where the better you are, you you were at it, you had uh, you got more instinct. Oh yeah, so, yeah, 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 definitely. So definitely, stealthy, the more stealthy you are, the higher you get. Right, whereas it kind of it kind of does this upward spiral, downward spiral. Mm-hmm. You get caught, you know, you have to use your instincts to get out of there. Right, it slows shit and, down. That was really cool too. It goes like into this kind of matrix looking thing where you're like trying to shoot. Yeah, uh, I do remember seeing, like, it was amazing because they have this one scene where you're in, like, Hong Kong, mm-hmm. and there's, like, hundreds of people on screen at a time, and uh-huh. you're following this guy through a crowd, and you have to, like, stay far behind and, like, maneuver through the crowd. Mm-hmm. I and remember that. I remember that. That was really there, cool. There's also this part where, like, you follow this guy into, like, I don't know if it's, like, a weapons dealer or a drug deal, and you got to kill the guy. However, you can get him killed by, like, while he's talking to the one guy, you just steal, like, the briefcase or the envelopes full of money. And, you know, the guy thinks he pulled a fast one and kills the guy for you. Yeah, that's they the def- best. That's the, that's the thing about Hitman that I love, that you can make it look like an accident. I remember in uh, the, the instant... Well, just going back really quick to one cool thing about the instinct mode. It's, like, it's kind of time-sensitive, but you can do this thing where, like, when you enter instinct mode, you can put targets on everyone's head. And then once you, like, let go... Like, really quick, he draws his gun, and he shoots everyone with the target. You know what I mean? So it's, like, yeah. slows down, and you're, like, target, target, target. And then you, like, press play, and he's, like... Does a really cool dramatic entrance. Yeah, it's really sick. But, uh, yeah, dude, I totally remember that. And, um, I remember in Blood Money, you get to do... You get to go to a, um... A mental institute, like a mental health thing, and you get to, you get to like mess with the crazy people, <laughs> and uh, you get to sneak up into this guy's room and fuck with his little propane burner because he, I don't know, cooks in his room for some reason. <laughs> so when he goes to light it up, like his room is full of gas and it blows up, and then like there's this one dude who who uh, he's an alcoholic and he has a hidden stash and it's inside the globe. And you can take a syringe to poison and poison his alcohol, and then close the globe. It's it's all really cool. Yeah, no, they did. They definitely did really cool level design to make you feel like you're an actual assassin, right. as as opposed to playing like say the Assassin's Guild in Skyrim, where typically it's keep hidden up until you have to stab the guy. Oh yeah, dude, I remember that. Well, yeah, and Skyrim didn't do it that well, but the one before it, Oblivion, oh, I thought that was way better. No, Oblivion did. My favorite part of the entire game is where you do the who done it. You know, you're in, you're part of the you're part of the Dark Brotherhood, and you're like, okay, you need to go in this house and kill everyone that's going inside there. And then you could just pull out your dagger and start killing everybody, but you can wait till someone goes to the basement, stab them, and everyone else is like, oh my god, who killed it? I'm like, I don't know, dude. I think it was that guy, you know. He's, he's Oh, fine. right. My favorite part about Oblivion was the, uh, my favorite part was the, um, the Thieves Guild. Thieves Guild was also really cool. Where, where at the end, like, every item that you stole was actually toward, like, this giant plot near the end where, like, you have to use all the like, gadgets that you stole and shit. Like, these, like, soup, these boots that make you jump really high and some, some kind of special arrows. Right, and then, and then you have the what is it? Who who is the the leader? You get like this mask the, that makes you invisible. The gray fox. Yeah, the gray fox. Yeah, you you can put on the mask and you can do any crime you want, and it applies it to the mask, not you. Right. Oh, and the cool thing was, uh, it had a secret entrance to the right. guild. No, that, that Oblivion definitely did really good at their uh, guild design. Like, all the missions in there were really interesting and fun yeah, to do. I, lo- I love games that are, like, interactive like that. Like, uh, like, because, like, alright, so, I've been talking to you, like, about, um, this is, like, off-screen, kind of, well, it, I'm, I'm saying it in this, like, interview thing, but I'm saying, like, I've been talking right. to the Silver Dwarf about The Legend of Zelda, because recently I started playing them again, and I'm on Spirit Tracks, and I find that Spirit Tracks is, like, super, super... Uh, what what's the word I'm thinking? Of? Uh, 
what is it? Fuck. Interactive. It's like super interactive because like you have to like say things. You have to talk to the game. You have to like blow like dust off of maps and like you know say there's like candles in a room. You have to blow the candles out. There's a flute you have to play. Like you actually have to play the flute. Like, yeah, they definitely wanted to use the uh, the microphone to its fullest extent. And actually, here's an interesting thing. Nintendo was doing that all the way from this the Famicom Legend of Zelda. We didn't have the Famicom like they did. Their mm-hmm. second micro their second controller on the Famicom actually had a microphone that you would have to scream into to kill enemies. There were certain enemies that were really weak to noise. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that that was something that they did in um Spirit Tracks as well. Yeah, so Nintendo's always been really good at using their hardware to make sure that the game that they did was as interesting as possible. And those those two DS games, like, they're really fun because you get to, uh, like, you know, draw the path you want your boomerang to fly. Like, you throw the boomerang and, like, like you get to draw There's Oh, the, dude, the coolest thing about those games, I find, is, like, you'll get information. You're like, dude, better remember this. Write it down. So, like, you write it on the map. Like, all right, here's where that thing was. I'm going to need to know this later. And, like, you're right. later on the game. You're like, shit, I need to remember where that thing was. And, like, you go, like, oh, good thing I wrote it down. Yeah, they they definitely use the DS to its full capacity on that. The only problem I had with the game was is that I was a I was a huge Legend of Zelda fan. Oh yeah, definitely the classics are really fun. Uh, like Link's they, Awakening and uh, what's the other, Link to the Past? Right. I, the one thing I thought was weird about Link to the Past, really quick, as I interrupt, but like, why did he have pink hair? Uh, I don't. I believe this is just me using my own judgment. I think they did it to stand out from backgrounds because on the ground you would see a lot of dark browns, you'd see a lot of greens, mm. and Link being the palette he is is kind of a dark brown, you know. Earth tones. He has earth tones, you know, just as we humans do. We're all earthy. So they kind of did that. So he's like, oh, no, this is always where your character is because you can't miss purple hair. Right, yeah. But then they, they kind of did the, the a Link Between Worlds, and he has orange hair in that. I don't know. I, I bet it's kind of the same reason they gave Mario a mustache, right? Right. It helps define their faces more. Right. Uh, the whole re- the whole reason Mario re- has the suspenders even is so that it looks more natural to have his body the way it is rather than look like a block. Yeah, especially like, when you're doing like 16-bit, 18-bit kind of stuff. Right. When you when you doing 60 or doing any kind of pixel art, you really need to have certain defining characteristics. Otherwise, your characters kind of look like Atari people. Right. They don't really have definition. You don't see differences, and you know where's the, where's the shoulder end and where's the arm start. Right. Definitely. I remember. Hold on. Let me really quick look this up. Go ahead and keep talking. All right. Um. So, Nintendo originally designed Mario. Uh, with the overalls is so that he'd de- have definite, okay, this is where his arms are, this is where his body is, this is where uh, his legs are. You know, the mustache was to define, okay, this is where his nose is, mm-hmm. this is where, you know, his eyes are in relation to it. So with pixel art, you really have to kind of go into those little minute details to kind of stick out. Otherwise, right. Otherwise, you know, we don't have to do it in so much in 3D games, but we also, I feel have less interesting character designs because of it. I want to say that, like, the Game Boy Advance definitely helped that out. Like, right. you know, expand from, like, however many. Like, it's still pixel art, but it's more detail. I was just thinking about, like, how different Link... It's Toon Link, you know, from Wind Waker. Right. He's in the Minish Cap. And I definitely dig that, that style. It's it's unique. But I also like the, you know, the style of Twilight Princess. But they really captured it in in the Game Boy Advance game. And, uh... Go ahead. Uh, The good thing about, like... I know when Wind Waker originally came out, there was a huge, you know, outrage. Because he looks like a cartoon instead of being badass. It it looks like you're playing a cartoon. And we just came from the 64 era where we had... I think... Isn't that when, like, you know, cel-shaded graphics, like... Yeah, that was when they first started becoming a thing. We had it a little bit before then, but the consoles couldn't really handle it. With a TV or Stratkunis. Right. PlayStation 2 was the first one to finally, you know, get it. 
and for certain entries, it actually works really well. Like they did it with the Dragon Ball Z. Oh know? yeah, dude, I totally remember that. The, it, what it, is it, Takaichi? Uh, Budokai Tenkaichi. Uh, and those look really awesome because it looks like you're playing the cartoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there was a lot of outrage for Zelda because it was like, okay, well, it looks like it looks like a cartoon. This is what we wanted out of Zelda. However, looking back, going looking back at old games, and I say old GameCube era games, whereas you know something like I'll say, let me look at my shelf. You know, we have Metroid. It looks decent, but you can tell it's dated. You know, we got Fantasy Star Online, which was a Dreamcast game that looks dated. Wind Waker doesn't look dated at all. It looks like it's art. Yeah, I like. It looks like kind of like Japanese box art a little bit. Right. Uh, oh man, that'd be awesome if they did like the Japanese wood painting artists. What, what, what was that one game with the dog? Uh, Okami. Okami. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually. Uh, that's kind of fresh in my mind because I'm working on a video that kind of touches on Clover Studio, the people that made Okami. Hmm. But. One thing that's really cool is, like, once you go from, like, you know, the Minish Cap, which is what I played before playing, um, what is it, Phantom Hourglass, like, it's the same link, and it actually transfers over quite well. Right, that's when... Like, because you go from, like, you know, pixel art to, like, straight up, you know, 3D rendering, and like, whoa, dude, that's cool. Yeah, Nintendo definitely uh, has a really good art style with that. As I said, I was even in the camp that I didn't really care about. Legend of Zelda, as it was called, but now yeah. that was that was back in my uh, that was back in my whole oh every game needs to be super realistic kind of. But when when games have an art style to them, they don't really get dated. Like you can play any PlayStation Two game that was supposed to be top of the line graphics, mm-hmm. and it doesn't look good. It looks like it was kind of blocky it doesn't you know for the time it was amazing because we've never seen games before that right right you know it'd be really cool like speaking of like stylized games if you do like a stream of um you should do a stream on uh shadow of the colossus oh yeah that game is that game looks good even by today's standards and that's yeah i know right that's i'm including the hd port that's the one i own actually but shadow of the colossus was always a gorgeous game they kind of did the whole Jurassic Park thing where they focused so much on the grand overall scheme and they did really good shadow work. Oh, yeah, dude. One thing I thought... Sorry, go ahead. And you can hide a lot of details in shadow that you would just, you know, normally nitpick, but, you know, just seeing this huge giant figure and just would just, you know, normally nitpick, but, you know, just seeing this huge giant figure and just looks like a silhouette. You know, and you mm-hmm. can tell, like, the major details of it, but it just looks so cool. Yeah, the one thing I remember about that game is the horse. Like, you're on the horse, and you have the sword, and just randomly going around the desert, following this beam of light, and then, like, you're going through these canyons, and, like, wow, this is, like, really vast, huge. Right. It's almost like Skyrim right. scale yeah. on PS2, and then you finally get to this huge, beastly-looking thing, and you're like, holy crap. Well, yeah, th- that was the thing Shadow Colossus did so well, that... It made you feel small. Yeah. There was no, you know, you a lot of games kind of wanted to make you feel like the big badass villain. Mm-hmm. You know, Shadow Colossus made you feel so small in the world. Like the the plains were vast, these mountains were huge, the Colossus were Colossus, but you, you everything was you were so small. However, you were also able to overcome all that. You know, you would climb up on these giant creatures to fight them. And even though that was kind of what all the game had to it, they what it did was really well the way it did it. Mm-hmm. I definitely love that game. They should like make a like an updated version of that. Like, what's your favorite uh, per- classic game? Classic game? Uh, ooh. You know, what oh, I found it's... recently on 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 uh on the Super Mario Brothers, like if you die, you can continue the game where you left off. If you instead of just playing, pressing start, if you hold down A and then press start. Right. Uh, Holy I shit. miss that. About, I miss that about classic games where you would have these little kind of hints and cheats. Nowadays, you have to buy your cheats. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or like DLC or something. Right. I remember. I remember playing. You know, 
Mario so many times, you, you like, get this muscle memory. Like, you know where all the warp worlds are and all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So fun. Yeah, they, they definitely... Here's the thing. Nintendo definitely knows how to make a really good game. The only problem is, is that sometimes... Like, and Shigeru Miyamoto said this himself. Sometimes when they make a game just for the sake of having to make a game... I bl- forget which series he said that on. It's probably uh, a, every fucking part of my French, like, Nintendo launch system has the same, like, four games. Like, here's Mario Kart. Here's, you know, the new Super Mario Wii. Like, remember, like, Mar- Super Mario DS, and they, like, whatever system it is, is what the, like, Mario 64. I guess right. they do Super Mario on the console, and then they have, like, Metroid, and then they'll come out with, you know, the same games everybody loves. Right, and Nintendo has been very, not so much lately, but there was a time in their life where they wouldn't really make anything but stuff that they knew would do well. They There was a game called Animal Planet, or Dinosaur Planet, that was going to originally be released on the Nintendo 64. And it was original IP. It was made by Rareware, the people that made you know Banjo-Kazooie, uh, Donkey Kong Country, and stuff like that. But Nintendo came in because they owned most of the shares at the time. They're like, well, we like this game, but we want you to use Star Fox in it. Oh, right, yeah. And they renamed it to, like, Star Fox, uh, what was it? Star Fox Adventures. And basically, at that time, all the game ended up being was a Legend of Zelda clone with Star Fox in it that had very little space shooting like you wanted out of Star Fox. Right, yeah. I know there's a couple of games. Let's say, like, Dirt Cerberus, that's one of those games where, like, sweet Final Fantasy, and it ends up being, like, a like a tunnel game, where, like, you have to go this way. Right. Dirt Cerberus was like, hey, I want to do, like, a spectacle fighter where you're running around and gunning things, but we want to we wanna make sure that you know this is Final Fantasy, so we're going to beat it into your head. Hey, remember this from Final Fantasy? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, and especially, you know, I don't know if you said you played 7 or not, but chances are if you haven't played 7, you're not getting anything out of it. Right, yeah, I've only played half of 8, and then... Right, and and they're not something that's sequential. Like, if you play 8, you don't know anything about 7. All right. And 7 was, like, I know 7 gets a lot of crap because it's the most, pardon me, the most popular one. Mm-hmm. But there there's a rich lore behind it, and... They make these games like they made Crisis Core, which I, I actually do like Crisis Core as a game on its own. Hold on. Make- We're going to pause this right here for a minute. i got to go make sure everything's okay. And then uh, the other room, I'll be right back. All right. Okay, I'm back. Welcome back. Alright, so wait, so what were we talking about really quick? Oh yeah, the Forza you said? What's that? We were talking about how shitty Georgia Cerberus was. Oh, uh, the thing is, is that it wasn't really designed as a game to be fun. It was kind of designed as a cash-in. Like a filler? Yeah, it's like, hey, you want, you? want this is a popular character. You want more of this character? Well, buy the game. And right. it, they, try, they tried some things, but I don't think the studio that designed it was really capable of designing a kind of high-action spectacle fighter. I, the one thing I hate about games nowadays is, it's like, all the DLC and shit. Like, oh, you think this is fun? We'll play this. Oh, but you're going to have to pay for it. DLC, like, when DLC first came out, I've always been a fan of expansion packs. I like anything that adds more to a game mm-hmm. that would I wouldn't normally get. Like, oh, hey, you know, 
you'll want more of this game. So here's like a small, like Fallout, Fallout did this where they kind of gave you, you know, oh, here's like this other section of the world that has like this interesting backstory that you can explore and you get new stuff. It's really fun to do. However, it kind of got corrupted in the sense of like, oh, well, you want this? Now we're going to hold it hostage. Oh, like, like, do you remember? I think it's Assassin's Creed Brotherhood where like, the memory, like, you know how, like, Assassin's Creed, like, you get the memories? Well, like, memory, like, columns, I don't know. Right. Like, uh, I can't remember what it was. Like, it was, like, four of them were all black. And you're like, shit, this is weird. And the, in the game, they're like, oh, they're all corrupted. But later on, they're like, hey, you guys want to play those, you know, memories? You can buy them. And you don't even right. get it. Like, there's no incentive, because, like, you don't get any achievements or anything. So it's like, why spend five bucks? Right, it- at that point, it felt like Capcom was terrible at this. They released fighting games that would have characters on the actual game that would, you know, on the actual disc that would not be unlocked until you gave them five bucks each. You know, it, yeah, the Capcom. That's like, this, yeah, that's totally different than what I was thinking because, like, you know, I like the actual downloadable content. Like in Babel, you can download, you know, extra worlds and shit that, like, extra land. You know what I mean? Like, and I think it was the third one where it's like, hey, come visit this underwater city. Right. And, you know, I believe Bioshock did cool DLC too. Where it kind oh, of gave yeah. You, they gave you really cool content. And it was, you know, it's a fairly inexpensive price. You know, some games, I remember, what game was it? I can't remember off the top of my head, but there was I'm like playing, DLC. I, I, I got Bioshock Infinite, like the first DLC thing, the Buried at Sea. Yeah, but like there's like three, or three, two or three chapters, and I only have the first one. I wish that they like would have released that all at once. Same thing with like Assassin's Creed Three, the tyranny of King Washington. Right. That's. See, I I don't have a problem with DLC. Is well, first of all, DLC needs to be done right. Right. Because we don't have any other kind of market for this. You don't go to a movie theater and buy a ticket. And have the, you know, person at the register say, well, you know, this is for, you know, the first half of the movie. If you want to see that second half, you're going to pay me an extra $4 to get it. Oh, yeah. You know? Right, right. Like DVD features, you know, they have the limited editions, which is about the closest thing we can get to, like actual DLC. Mm-hmm, like but, here's, you know, here's the regular theatrical cut. Here's the uncut. Right. And typically the price difference between them is no more than like, two or three dollars and you don't lose anything by not getting it mm-hmm. we're kind of we're kind of games in general will get this idea it's like well okay for instance i dead or alive series it's a fighting series that's pretty fun and you get the whole base game but if you want to get like all the extras like okay you want the alternate outfits well that's going to be like a three dollar pack while you want these other alternate outfits it's another three dollars Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. They had that with Fable, like to die. They had dye in that game, so you could dye your hair different colors or your outfits. And to get like a simple color, like black, it didn't come with black or like red or anything. You had to buy those colors. It only came right. with like here's magenta and highlighter green. Yeah, it's they they get in this mindset where they feel like they can hold back content from you and hold it hostage essentially for you to pay for it. And I always find that. Very adversive. Right. I dig the season passes. Have you heard of those? Yeah, where you pretty much, okay, it's $15, but you get everything that we're going to release after. Yeah, yeah. Which is, you know, that I feel that's fair. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of games, it really depends on each company how they do their price point. Right. There t- you know. But sometimes I, you get useless shit. Like, for Bioshock Infinite, the first DLC thing they released was just like an arena. Like uh, that's what I want to do. I want to fight people over and over. It's kind of like the like the horde from Gears of War, only the Bioshock version. I'm like, I don't want to do that. If I want DLC, I want like an alternate costume, some kind of badass weapon, or like a new story. Right. The thing is, we're things are becoming. We went from expansion packs, which were, you know, pretty much complete new additions to the game. Right. When you had to get the disc. Yeah. Then. We turn to DLC, which is supposed to be the replacement for expansion packs, like kind of in smaller, more manageable amounts, rather than pay $40 for a whole new 
disc with a bunch of it. You could pay, you can pick and choose. Like, well, I don't really care about getting the Necromancer class, but I do want the Amazon. So I'm going to go ahead and pay the $5 for the Amazon so I can use it. Mm -hmm. But now we're kind of like microtransactions where it's like, okay, well, you want to play the game. Oh, you can get this brand new weapon now. Make it a lot easier if you want to get us three dollars. Oh right, yeah, yeah. Or like you yeah. like get to a certain point, and like uh, I I I recently downloaded this Sherlock game on my phone, and like you get two levels, and then like to play the third, fourth, and fifth, you have to pay for them. It's like what the hell? Right, and it wouldn't be so bad if the price points were more reasonable. I, right. I have no problem. Like, if someone's like, hey, you want an extra costume for 50 cents? To me, that's like, yeah, sure. You know, that's mm -hmm. not a very big investment for me. It's something I can look at nicely. But typically, these price points are like, you know, anywhere from 3 to $5 for one item. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you vote with your wallet, essentially. You have to be like, okay, I'm not going to get it because I don't feel it's worth it. But there's so many people with expendable income. That just like I don't care, I want it all, you know. Right. That's how that's how one my bro my younger brother is. He's buying all these Disney Infinity figures that are like fifteen dollars each. I'm like holy shit, how much did all this stuff cost? And he goes, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, I, I don't. <laughs> this is awesome. It was a good chat. Oh, I enjoyed it. Do you want to plug your stuff? You go ahead and plug one time, one more time. Oh uh, yes. Uh, you heard me talk about the stream a lot, so I'll plug that first. Uh. Uh, I'll be doing a stream once per week on www.twitch.tv slash Soberdorf. If you want to know when those streams are going to be, I definitely recommend you follow me on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, Twitter is at Soberdorf. I usually just post the when I go to stream. Uh, Facebook, I will also be posting a little bit of things about game design here and there, and as well updates to my channel. And eventually I will have all the content I create on YouTube, which is uh, www.youtube.com slash user slash Cyberdorf. And feel free to follow, like, subscribe, do whatever you want to do. Yeah. All right. All right. And, uh, again, we are the GeekCastX, and uh, you can check us out on Twitter. Uh, hit up Jake at all at all at stake Jake, and then we're also on YouTube at a uh, user GeekastX. Just type into the search bar. We have a bunch of episodes on there. We're also on iTunes. Uh, that's where our most recent episodes go. They usually hit YouTube first, then they go to iTunes, and then we're also on Facebook at the Geekazoid Official. The important part to remember is the X. It's not a Z. It's an X. And uh, yeah. Uh, catch you guys next time. Yep. Take care, everyone. Oh yeah, we'll be sh we're, we'll definitely link up, post a link to your the sober dwarf uh, page on Facebook. I will definitely post a link to the podcast for my. Totally, definitely, dude. Just to well, like you know, like um, get try to generate some love. You know? Step into the world of power, loyalty. And luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.